Good morning. Happy Thursday. Lose track of days, given how time is just flying through this lockdown, actually. And before we know it, we will have more snow, but also a little bit of, when that sun comes out, when that spring air comes in, it just lift the mood a little bit. And before we know it, we'll be opening back up again and we will be back in, looking back probably when life was slower. Anyway, speaking of slower, I'm talking about weight loss and I'm talking about the Last Supper effect, which if you don't know what it is, it's a really interesting phenomenon, um, which is looked at by researchers to see if what happens to people when they're told they're about to go on a diet or you, you go on to a diet. Now, there's a little period where you're like maybe starting something on Monday. Let's say you're starting something on Monday. It's now Thursday. That's a perfect example, actually. You've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you're going to start on Monday. And it's a really interesting thing that what happens is that a lot of people will finish all the foods that they have that they promise to never eat again. They will overeat certain things, maybe eat more than normal, drink more than normal. And the result of this is that they actually gain weight so that when they weigh on Monday, they're actually heavier than they were on the Thursday when they did actually decided to diet. Now, the issue with this is, is that when they start, they get a lot of weight loss. Morning, Jane. They got a lot of weight loss because they've just lost what they gained. However, they might have not actually lost any net. They might have just been balanced again. The problem with this is then we hit a plateau quite quickly because we've just gone up, down, basically had a mini Christmas and then gone down again. Now, this is a prime example of how diets that are overly restrictive and how we're sometimes in a real rush to get a certain result can actually backfire for us. Not always. And there's a lot to be said for getting those foods that are maybe temptations out of the house. And people say that a lot. And there's no no secret to that. I've been very open about that. You know, I walk into the kitchen if there's leftovers that the kids have just eaten I'm like oh you know do I I just pick one of them oh there's leftover sausages leftover that left, you know you, you, there's an urge to eat it because it's there whereas if I'd have walked in the kitchen it, there was no leftovers it wouldn't appeal to me your environment is very important I talk about this a lot with the kids like I just let them free reign in the kitchen but I just make sure that there's not just kind of cake and chocolate laying around. Obviously, we still have in, in the house. But if it's laying around, that's like a conversation you've got to have time and time again. Oh, you can't have this dinner time now. It's dinner time. This You can't eat this. Morning, Michelle. And going back to that, so environment is key. But the Last Supper effect pretty much displays how a lot of diets are overly restrictive, aren't personal to you, and fail to look at, you know, we do things a little bit differently in that, we're focusing on small habits here, not today you do this, tomorrow you do this, 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 and this, and you and that's it. There's no resemblance to the old you. And actually, that might be fine for a little bit, a few weeks. And it pretty much sums up that most of them are quite honest, I guess. Most of the, the crash diets are quite honest. They say this is a five-day program. It's like, great. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing something like that for a while. But just know that if you're the type of person who is that all or nothing? You go into, you know, all right, I'm going to do the last supper effect. I'm going to eat everything. Then I'm going to start on Monday. 
you're increasing your chances of just yo-yo dieting. And I, I would actually say, start when you commit, even if it's the smallest thing, even if it's like, right, I'm going to make one rule around my food in that I just sit down when I eat today, in that I'm going to cook my evening meal and try this day. I'm going to get protein at every meal. I'm going to have a glass of water before each meal. It, small habits that maybe you don't have to do a big shop for, you don't have to commit much to. And they might seem insignificant today. But if you keep putting off the in seemingly insignificant habits, I would write them down. Write all the in seemingly insignificant things that you're saying and just see how they add up. Water every meal. Oh, sorry, I'll just leave that. Having a glass of water when you have a hot drink. Oh, I'll just leave that. Getting protein every meal. Oh, I'll be all right for now. Getting to bed by 10 o'clock, whatever it is. Oh, I'll be all right for now. Getting five different vegetables in. Oh, I will be all right. And we add up and all of a sudden, if we'd have done them things, we might have been more full up because of the water, better skin, more hydration, better digestion. IBS can improve. You go into the protein, we're more full up. Our hunger hormones are suppressed down and suppressed down for longer vegetables our immune systems up we feel more full at a meal so we're likely to stop earlier this is before we've even started the diet the diet we might not even need it now and yeah that's a that's one for another day um and it just reiterates the fact that our relationship with food can often dictate our success our beliefs about what we can and can't have. Like, I'm not saying eat Big Macs, but a Big Mac is about 500 calories. And of course, it's not overly great. Like, everyone knows that. But our beliefs are probably more damaging. For example, a supermarket can have a 500 calorie done for you ready meal range, which is fine. It's all good. Like, their ready meals are all good now. Like, they're made, they're, I, it actually surprises me how good the ingredients are but fat loss does come back down to calories and our beliefs around food can be a big thing so they might go 500 calorie healthy range yeah big mac is 500 calories granted it's just a big mac on its own yeah if someone eats a big mac what do they think what do you think oh you know i failed i'm rubbish i'm you know we might really rip into ourselves beating ourselves up forgetting to be kind to ourselves forgetting that actually your body doesn't discriminate too much of course you might get more vegetables with the other one but what would be the difference? What would be the difference if you just didn't dwell and go, ah, oh, you know, sod it. What about if you actually went, look at the facts. This is what I've had. It just means this. I can still have a great day. I'm only one meal away from being back on track again, from being, I don't want to even say back on track because you're never off it. If your goal is more nutritious foods, of course, it's a different thing. But often people do this last supper thing because they're, their diets around weight loss. So this is why I'm talking more about weight loss here rather than just purely eating more nutritious foods and, and healthy. And of course, what is health? This could go into another thing because, sorry to bring up Big Macs, they're just the easiest thing to give an example of. What if someone could create a calorie deficit eating Big Macs? And this has been shown by a professor and his cholesterol went down, his... Um, blood pressure went down, his BMI went down because he was in a calorie deficit. Of course, it wasn't the healthiest way to do it and he wouldn't recommend this long term. But it just shows that those small little choices that we make, which we sometimes beat ourselves up about, which then results in us, then results in us messing up. And then we would do anything to get back to the point where we defined we messed up. So we say, well, have a, we have two biscuits. Oh, I messed up now. 
Then we have four. Then you'd probably do anything to get back to when you had two. Oh, that wouldn't have been so bad now. Then you've had six. Then you go, oh, four wouldn't have been so bad now. And that's why I get people when they're struggling with snacking to go, right, ah, oh, damn it, I've had four biscuits. Well, I said I wouldn't snack today. Okay, how many would you normally have? I know, eight. And I'll just go sod it and, have, and just keep eating. Okay, that's a win. That's actually a win. You need to recognise that. Morning, Caroline. You need to recognise that. And give yourself credit for that. Remind yourself of the wins. It's a bit like... <laughs> it's a bit like potty training a two-year-old. As we are at the moment. Um, <laughs> when she does a wee in the potty... Partly for my benefit... Because I find it quite funny. I celebrate like we've just won the World Cup. Like... I run around... And I'm lifting her up. Obviously the wee's gone at this point. And it's all safe to do that, hopefully. She hasn't held it in. But I'm celebrating it. like, And she's a bit like baffled. but Because you're making it into a big deal. Because in her head, she's probably just thinking, well, I've just done a week. Like, what's going on? Don't even know what I've done. And we need to make this a big deal with our wins that we do along the way. There's little habits. Whether that's around snacking. Whether that's around getting up to do your exercise. And on that note, Time has gone on. I best leave Facebook before uh, Julie comes on for our half six session. So we have Tome and Sculpt and Butt Family. So any questions, as always, do let me know. Be kind to yourself. Track your wins. Just consider if you ever go into that last supper effect, whether the, whether the thing for you, the thing that you're trying to do is actually for you, whether you should do it or not. Because could we just be, and it happens a lot with like, slimming clubs and stuff like that oh, i'm going to start on monday so we we get weighed in at a higher starting level than we were because we're going to start something then we lose quite quickly but we've actually just gone back to where we were before we declared we're going to start it's a really interesting phenomena and you know research has shown that this does happen sometimes it impacts overall behavioral change sometimes it doesn't everyone's different it depends on your relationship with food but it's something to definitely be aware of Hope that helps. If you want more information about our six-week kickstart program, send me a message. I will get you the details. Stay safe, eat your protein, small habits, and speak soon. Celebrate those wins like you've just done a wee on the potty.